train That's similar to Dr. King's Let freedom ring in the streets I have a dream That there was nothing left to protest Because all of God's people Would treat each other equal I have a dream That our bloodstained blocks With young men shouting out clean No more shoulders cried on with mother's tears I have a dream That the Me Too movement was not needed And all of our women like queens They were treated I have a dream That our soldiers came home And the war stopped Prison wasn't for profit Treating bodies like stocks I have a dream That from dawn into dust That we honor your love what is up what is up what is going on today it's tuesday we in april and yeah it's tuesday and we in april and there's a new champion in college basketball go bears sick 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 <laughs> um this your boy daydream and your boy steven and we're on number 25. A quota. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Robert Ory. Sir. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> yeah, Robert Ory was number 25 for the Rockets. Got to give him a shout out. He got seven rings. Does that make him the GOAT over Jordan because he got seven rings? Since we're basing it on rings? Who knows? But so much to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, first off, Happy Resurrection. My good peeps. Hallelujah. <laughs> peeps. Get it? Um, so, we're going to talk about Martin Luther the King. We're going to talk about this George Floyd murder trial. We're also going to talk about Space Jam 2, the trailer. Um, be respectful. I don't like reboots, that's all. We're going to, but you like coming to America. It was a sequel, not a reboot. Okay. So, <laughs> Space Space Jam 2 is not a sequel? No. Because it's only, only, only people that's different are the... They took out Pippa Le Pew, Speedy, and Jordan got replaced by LeBron James. Well, it's only rightful. And they messed my girl Lola Bunny up. They got her looking all skin, skinny and too much. Well, she's like 30 years older now, so, I mean... But Zendaya's doing her voice, so. Mm, might be yeah. worth a and, watch. And she a Coleman, so represent. Shout out to Zendaya. I don't know you, but we family because your last name Coleman. Um, also, we're going to talk about NBA, Major League Baseball. We're going to talk about Governor Hot Wheels. Uh, so much other stuff to get into today. First off, I want to mention this too, right? So, it, this past Sunday was Resurrection Sunday, and... I got to ask this question. Why is it that I'm asking Steven this as well? I'm asking everybody else something to ponder to think about. But why is it that there is so much hate toward Christianity? Because, and, and I'm saying that because I see different religions who are bashing Christians saying that Easter is a pagan holiday and things like that. Um, or how the world changed it to be this and that. First off, as Christians, we know why we celebrate Easter or the resurrection. Because Jesus got up with all power in his hands. Not just a little bit. You know, it wasn't like Popeye where, you know, he eats spinach and he can go through his arms first. Now he got up with all power in his hands. Can I get a witness? 
Hallelujah. So, Steve, I'm going to let you uh, answer this question for me. Why is it there's so much hate from religions when there's not supposed to be any religions, but that's them, them the scriptures that people look over? Okay. <clears throat> it's not the word that the people are, it's not the Christian word that people are just uh, have the disdain to. It's the actions of the people. And as human beings, we tend to make the fallacy larger than the sum of its better parts. If I told you all numbers on the multiplication tables correctly except one, you're going to remember the one I missed. You're not going to remember all the ones that I got correct. And so when it comes to Christianity, they're looking at the incorrectness of or the actions of certain pastors and certain people, and they holding the whole religion accountable for it. And that's to me, that's just a human thing. That that's what we've been trained to do in this culture. You see a mistake, call it out. But sometimes you have to remember that we're human, you know, and we have this thing called free will, and it it allows us to make decisions and learn. Do we learn from a lot of our decisions? No. <laughs> and that's what the scripture is for to train us to know that, hey, if this comes again, this is where I can need. This is where I can go to this part of the Bible is where I can, you know, give a reference to me making my mistakes. And the people feel like Christianity holds itself accountable for being so strong. But it's, it's still it's still it still takes a belief to keep going. And. People like to placate on folks' beliefs and shoot them down. Because I'm not going to lie. At one time, I was woke, super woke, telling everybody what they was doing wrong. And I realized that type of energy, to have that much negative energy, it consumes you. And it it brings down a lot of, you can be logical and stuff all you want to, but when you have that much, when you invest that much negative energy trying to tell people down and pull them away from something that has has strengthened them and gave them a sense of purpose. That's that. That's kind of robbery in itself. Why would I want to sit up there and, and be woke and say, "Well, you following the or false god, or you know, God isn't real, or I can't prove that he exists, or your religion is bad because y'all full of hypocrites." I mean, people, human beings have the fallacy of change. I could sit up there and be a smoker, a cursor, and a drinker. And down the years, I've done some right decisions, and it made me a better person. But all in a nutshell, the reason why Christianity tends to get driven with so much hate is not the religion itself, it's the people behind it. And folks are paying attention to the people behind it. Now, are there more people out there who are making a difference that are not getting no uh, notoriety for it? Yes, because I've seen a lot of people in the Christian faith making big moves, but nobody talks about it. But they want to talk about those who... For example, pastors who set, set up and cheat on their wives. That gets more play than the pastor who's actually hosting a service to talk to the city to build a playground for the kids to come play and dis, dis, disgrace them from being part of gangs and out of the streets. So, in a nutshell, the reason why Christianity gets so much hate is because how folks look at the people. It's not the religion itself. It's how folk are looking at the people, man. Yeah, so... You know, a lot of people think that, and and even Kanye West has a song how you know he read the scriptures, does this and does that, 
and he tries to talk to his dad, and his dad started, you know, talking to him crazy. So Kanye West started talking crazy back, <clears throat> and his dad said that ain't Christ-like, and I'm just like, what, you know? So for me, let me just say this: every religion has a flaw. Every religion that's that's brought out has a flaw, and it's all in connection with the same thing because they don't they don't want to follow the ways of Christ or being a Christian because most people know Christianity is not a religion. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a change in something that goes against what everyone else is doing. Um, give you an example. So the, I'll say the black Israelites, uh, believe that Jesus is only coming back for the black Israelites. And they try to use scripture as, as their backup in Matthew, I believe. And, Went to you, but if you read Revelation 7, it talks about how John saw, um, I believe it was 144,000 people, and then there was another number of people that were too large to count, but it was of different nationalities, different colors, and stuff like that, different backgrounds. But that's the that's what they overlook. So I'm I'm under this impression that you know people, and I've been under this impression by the way. I'm under this impression that people believe that or oh, they, they, they use scripture to, to suit them. Um, you know, for I'll give you another example. Um, the alphabet community believe part of the Beatitudes, blessed are the pure in heart, because they believe they have a pure heart, that it's cool, but you still living in sin because you read in Romans eight. No, is it Romans eight? Oh, no, Romans one, I believe, where it talks about and it's all through the New Testament about sexual acts and things like that that's only been supposed to be made for a husband and wife. Not everybody else. Tom, uh, Timothy, you know, you know, Julia, you know I never make a foolia. Uh <laughs> I got that from a TV show. I know. So I mean, you know, we just like, so for anybody to say that, well, this person's not a Christian because, oh, they do this, this, and that. Well, in your religion that you, or cult that you follow, you know, you do this and do that, but that's being overlooked. You know, for me, like I said, yes, you know, I'm, I'm not against, you know, having the Easter egg hunt for children, let them have fun, but I also tell my children why we celebrate this. It's because... The, the, the S-O-N got up before the S-U-N that I preach later on. Anyway, Hallelujah. so... So, also, this Sunday marked 53 years since the assassination of Dr. King. Um, my wife and mother were watching the Mahalia Jackson documentary or movie or whatever, and her cry when she got the news that he passed away or he got killed, like almost broke me down. You know, even though it happened 53 years ago, the, 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 the fact that, you know, Martin Luther King was making moves, trying to change the narrative of what's going on, you know, we sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so you kill him, and then there's all these riots, and now all of a sudden Lyndon B. 
want to try to change this and change that. Well, bro, he's he been trying to tell you this for the longest. Same thing happened to Malcolm X, you know. And shoot, the, the Muslims killed him because of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know, was doing was was saying one thing and doing another. But we ain't gonna talk about that though, right? That's a whole for a whole nother show. Yep. So how has Martin Luther King's legacy changed you as a black man, Stephen? Um his legacy changed me as a black man because I've currently been training myself to be of open mind. And when I mean open, not being afraid to say, to be against something, but to have the ability to agree to disagree and still be at peace. Had I known this ability to agree to disagree and let things be, I would have avoided a lot of fights and a lot of unnecessary words. Um, And that's what King wanted. He wanted, you know, more action and more, more commu- better communication between everyone. You know, he his dream was that we all could be at the top together. Then, then nobody should be discriminated discriminated against. And with that type of ideology, you needed to be able to ha- know how to talk to people, how to respect people, how to put aside your differences. You know, you you may have differences, but you can put them aside and agree to disagree and move on. So that's where. His role in my life played for me. You know, I have a more objective mind frame. I can actually look at the bigger picture and see a way that everybody could win. Yeah. Um. So for me, you know, we are in agreement as far as being able to speak about things, whether we disagree. Like you saying that the live action Aladdin was not as good as the original. We, we didn't we didn't fight over it and then like that, but we we disagreed on it. It's and be respectful. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, it's okay to disagree because I mean, we, you know, we're talking about stuff that's going on, and there may be a time where you might disagree with stuff. You know, it's okay to disagree with somebody. It's not okay to have hate in your heart toward that person. So, you know, when when you meet people and come across people, you know, y'all may disagree on something. That doesn't mean I'm going to hate you at the end of the day. I don't agree with the alphabet community, but I, I don't hate them. If they're in trouble and someone's trying to, you know, threaten their livelihood, I will be the first to help. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's not about me because I disagree with them or how they choose to live their life doesn't mean I have to be like I have to have this hate inside of me. No, I have no, I have not an ounce of hate inside of me. I've always been that way, and I plan on to continue being that way. Even gonna teach my children the same way. No matter if you disagree with somebody, it's okay that you disagree with them and still love them, because you're gonna have disagreements. It's it's part of life. Trust me. Me and my wife argue about a lot of stuff all the time, and yet we're still here. So. So it's, it's not like, you you know, we, we can't agree on things. Like, no, you can disagree and still love each other. Shoot, I love my wife. 
Shoot, I wish you would try to leave after all this arguing we've been doing. <laughs> Girl, you better come here. Give me some sugar. Right. All right. George Floyd's murder trial. Eh. I'm going to let you run this one. What you think? So far, anyway. So far, at the beginning, they're trying to, they, they, the defense is trying to paint a picture against George Floyd, first of all. They're trying to make it seem like he brought it upon himself. But it's stupid because if, 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 they don't see through this mockery they're trying to put on George Floyd. That's a problem. Because the defense is looking stupid. The persecution is on point. Um, many are the people, and I'm not going to lie, many of the people that they've had on the stand so far look like old Derek finna get skewered and he finna get rotisserie. Like they just finna, it's just a slow burn because they're playing. I don't want to say plain, but they're tapping into the emotions of the people who were there. And it was an ungodly sight. You know, Mr. Floyd was was not combating. He was compliant the whole time. He had no problems. All he asked the officers to do was not to kill him. That was one thing he had asked them to do. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. And you had your neck, your knee on this dude's neck for eight whole minutes. The first three minutes, he said he couldn't breathe. He was already in handcuffs, and you refused to just get your knee off his neck, pick him up, sit him in the squad car. You and four other officers heard this man cry. He was compliant. All you had to do was pick him up and put him in the goddamn cop car. Would have settled all of that. He was not tussling with y'all. He gave y'all a hard time because he couldn't breathe. But the rest of the country trying to paint this man, oh, he's a robber. He's this is one less dangerous black man out there. He was compliant. Okay. I'm going to take over because. Yeah, I'm trying not to. So, also with this whole thing of. What happened was the reason why he got put in handcuffs is because he had a fake $20 bill. And the guy that worked in the store, you know, told his manager they called the cops, right? So, I mean, and the young man is really feeling bad about what happened. So, you know, with that, he was like, man, if I didn't call the police, he'd still be alive, right? But doing your job is one thing. Killing somebody is another. And so, I, I, I can never seem to understand to me how, and, 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 and this is going to kind of tie into our next type of tool about guilty by association. So, let's say me, Steve, and two other guys in the, in the same car, and one of the guys has weed in the car. It'll never happen because we don't just ride with anybody in our vehicles, number one. But just giving a hypothetical, Right. Um, everybody in the car going to jail. Right. Everybody in the car going to jail because it's in the car. Even though me and Stephen didn't know we was in the car. 
you know, we going to jail. Mm-hmm. I believe these po- the police, the other three officers that were standing there should go to jail too, point blank period. Because if we're going to do guilty by association, it shouldn't be just because we're black. So I, I don't care how long they've been on the force because who's to say that we're riding a car with a 14 and 13-year-old just throwing the age out there again, hypothetically, you know, realistically, it probably won't ever happen unless it's our daughter in the car. And they bet not. But that's another conversation. Um, so everybody going to jail. And they're going to try this 13 and 14-year-old as adults because they should know better. No, hold on. All these police officers that's getting this training should know better. But we want to let them off the hook. And by the way, George Floyd is not on trial. Let me just debunk that. George Floyd is not on trial. Bang! George Floyd is in the grave because of of a hate from a colonizer. Yeah, I'm going to say that. From a colonizer because he feel like he can do that because he's the police. Which, by the way, instead of bringing up George Floyd's stuff, let's bring up Derek Chauvin. Since 2005, there have been complaints about him. But we're going to overlook that, right? We're going to overlook him getting complaints about this in 2005 or this in 2007, this in 2009, this in 2010, this in 2011, this in 2013, this in 2014. Like, he got a rap sheet longer than Biggie's and Tupac's combined. But Do yeah. I need to call the cops? Because you show shooting, you hitting them in all the right spots. You need do I do I need to call the cops? No, I'm good. <laughs> so, you know, all of them need to be in jail, guilty by association, point blank period. That that's 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 how it should be. Because if it's four blacks in the car, oh, everybody going to jail because you in there. If if some place is being raided or whatever. A house is being raided. Everybody that's in the house is going to jail. Regardless if they know what's going on or anything like that. This is all caught on camera. They need to be in jail. And I ain't saying give them no no soft little punishment. Give them the same punishment you would give four black people. Yeah, give them, give them that punishment. Give them that, that 111 years in prison type of punishment. So, moving on. Ricky Smiley offers a family member $100,000 and all he had to do was cut his hair. Now that same family member has killed himself. Um, I don't know if you heard about it, Steven. I'll just kind of give you a breakdown. So, you know, Ricky Smiley, we all know who Ricky Smiley is, uh, offering his cousin somebody business venture or, you know, $100,000 to start, right? Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was cut your hair. He had dreads or whatever. He didn't want to cut it. And for me, I'm like in between, like straddling the fence on this with this topic because from from Ricky, Ricky Smiley's point of view, you know, he's looking at it like, if you want to do this business, you're not just going to be talking to me. You're going to be talking to people who are of a different color 
or whatever. And I'm always under this impression. I always look presentable. Um, I'm not a fan of dreads, but I don't discriminate people who have dreads. Mm-hmm. So I will never grow dreads. Um, but it is what it is. My youngest daughter has dreads. So, you know, I'm, again, I'm not, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't get them for myself. I'll say it like that. I don't, I don't want to say I'm against them. I wouldn't get them for myself. But if someone else has them, by all means, cool. Me and my wife, we even had a conversation about my youngest daughter, Robin, uh, getting dreads. And I was just like, you know, if we want our hair to grow, if that's the route to go, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, and she's okay with it. You know, she's four. She's okay. So... And on the other part, you know, with the young man that killed himself, it's very unfortunate, right? But a lot of people are bashing Ricky Smiley for, uh, black people keep holding us down. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, no, no one, no one's saying, all right, but, but here's the example. So let's, let's say for instance, let, let's say your son, 17, 18, has dreads mm-hmm. and he decides I want to go to the military. Guess what they gonna do? Tell me cut his hair. Thank you. Like, oh, but that's the military. It don't matter. Like, if if you're going into a business, you know, you always want to look presentable. Not in you know, not just and people make this whole thing about, well, it's my hair, I can do what I want with it. Okay, fine. Do what you want with your hair, but guess what? Don't be mad when you don't get this hundred thousand because you wanna do what you wanna do. And we as blacks gotta get out of that mindset. Well, I don't want to do this because I'm grown. I can do this. I'm going to do what I want to do. Do this and that. All right, fine. Go ahead. I'll get as money as somebody else who, who who's willing to sacrifice a little something. Because who's to say you cut your hair, it's probably going to grow back. Because black don't crack. So your hair's going to grow back. <laughs> that rhymes. <laughs> I should be a poet. Oh, that's right. I am a poet. And I do know it. <laughs> Where's my tomatoes? Bars. <laughs> so again it's very unfortunate that this young man killed himself but if you're going to blame Ricky Smiley how about you blame the young man that killed himself he thought life was too hard that this $100,000 was the tipping point I, I'm still trying to, to to bridge everything together because you were offered a business venture and all you had to do was cut your hair. Okay. How far ahead was he thinking? Because you give me the hundred grand, I flip it, I have a successful business, then everything is in my name, then I can create the dress code and I can just grow my hair back. And still, you know, if I'm growing my dress back, get a get a professional stylist to style it to where I still can look like me and look professional. Like, I'm still trying to put it together. Why would you kill yourself? Well, all you had to do was, you know, I understand some people have this um, Samson feel about their hair. But guess what? Hair grows back. Your life doesn't. Out of If Ricky Smiley offered me 100000 and said, hey, cut your hair. All right. I do it. And the first thing I'd ask, this shows that the boy didn't have no business sense because I'd ask, 
Is this a stipulation money or this is just free money for me to do to create a business? He said free money. He said free money. All right. What's the stipulations? If, if, if it's stipulations, follow through on the stipulations. Then when I flip that money big enough and grow my hair back the way I want it, I've hired me a professional stylist and style it the way that I want it. Life is never hard. It's, it's about patience. And these folk today don't understand the meaning of waiting. Nope, not at all. They rather, you know, do what they want as far as trying to get money. Mm, mm, get money. Um, but I can never seem to understand how people have this mindset. And then it's funny you mentioned Samson because when his hair got cut, it immediately started growing back the way he regained his strength. That's scripture. For all my people who claim they know the Bible. Um, but yeah, that's scripture. Like, I don't, I don't see what the problem is. I really don't. I really don't. Like, I don't see what the excuse is as to why we can't just cut your hair. Mm-hmm. You you want this money. You want to get rich real quick, but you don't want to put the necessary work in to, you know, get the money. Oh, well, tough break. Give it to somebody else. So here is a topic where we are about to go in. So I saw a post that there was a picture of this lady. It, it said on there, protect our girls. And it had a one line that said, educate our boys. But here is what I added to it. We need to educate our boys and our girls. And I'm saying it in lieu of what's going on with Deshaun Watson, um, what's happened in the past where uh, men have raped, molested, assaulted women because... Let's just call it what it is. A woman was forced into doing something that she didn't want to do. Or a young girl was forced into doing something at a young age that she didn't want to do. Or she didn't even understand what was going on. So, yes, protect our girls. By all means, let's protect our girls, right? And yes, let's educate our boys. But let's educate our girls too. Because I know it's no excuse for a man or a boy to touch on you based on how you dress. Mm-hmm. But I will say this though, it does tell me a lot as a man that, you know what? I need to stay away from you. And I'm saying it, you know, like, because I have, I have, you know, we have sons and we have daughters. So I'm gonna educate my, my, my daughters, hey, dress appropriately at all times. I mean, that that, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen to you as far as some boy trying to touch on you, but protect yourself. And so, and I want you to be educated. Dress, like, dress to keep yourself covered up. We're not saying you got to dress like a nun, but you can still be fully clothed, you know, covering up whatever idea that guys want to look at and still be beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we, we also got to train our young men that women are just not 
uh, objects to be seen, you know what I'm saying? I'm training my boys now to, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeing an attractive young lady, but that does not mean you have to go speak to her. And if she doesn't, you know, if, she, if you have a female friend, for example, and you feel like you're getting friends on, she might want you just be in that friend zone because she, she feels like you are one staple of still being able to trust men. You know, because I want my boys to understand the power of 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 being get, being able to get over being told no. Because when you ask somebody out or you ask to hang out with somebody or ask to spend time with somebody, you only offer two answers, yes and no. You know, and... If we train, if we train both our children to understand that okay, it's fine for somebody to tell you no, and you can keep it moving, a lot less drama will be avoided, because once we educate each other, we'll make it better for each other. Because we, I mean personally, I believe we should protect our women, but we need to also protect our boys because we're sending our young men out here with these ideologies and these beliefs of this is what a man is, but you got to become your own man. You have to observe what you've been taught, use what you've been taught, and if what you've been taught has been jacked up, you need to find a way to understand that this is not the way things are supposed to be. Because the number one thing we need to be able to do is be accountable for our own actions and our own behaviors. So we got to be able to teach our young boys and young girls that level of accountability. If you know you're going to a place where there's some people that's going to be stuck in their ways and look at you sexually, don't wear nothing too sexual. Guys, if you're sitting up there and you're going out somewhere, don't sit up there trying to holler at every girl because all the other girls are watching and they're they, they going to avoid you like the plague anyway. So at the end of the day, just know what you're going to do with yourself and make sure that it's beneficial for you and your surroundings. Right, I absolutely agree with that. And and see, my plan is when my oldest daughter turns 16, which is in a couple of years, Jesus, <laughs> um, is to, you know, I told her straight up, you know, any boy you want to date or you have an interest in and he asks you to be his girlfriend, I need to meet him. And as soon as he says no, he is not the one. Strike through you out of there. Like, so... Even with, so even now, because, you know, we've seen pictures of a guy holding a gun to to a boy who's taking his daughter out and things like that and thinking it's cute. Well, I'm going to be the first to say when my son gets of, of age, turns 16, and he wants to take a girl out, I'm like, we need to meet their parents. We need to meet their parents. Me and my wife need to meet her parents. And I'm going to let the father know right off the bat, if you pull a gun on my son, I'm going to pull a gun on your daughter. Oh. Equivalent exchange. <laughs> Period. Because I'm, I'm because I guarantee whatever boy that wants to date uh, my daughters, I'm, I'm not going to pull a gun on them. I'm sit, have a conversation. Because... You want to get to know them. You want to see what, 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 what they're thinking about. You want to see where their head is at. And get them to understand that. They're like, look, whatever you think this is, you know, whatever you think you're going to try to do or you're trying to put on the show for me, I've already done. So be upfront with me. 
and I'll be upfront with you. If you try to scheme on me, I'm going to figure it out. You want to know why? Because I pay very close attention to detail, so I can tell when you're lying. Like, I, I pay attention to hand movements, hand gestures. If you're looking at me in the eye, if you're looking somewhere else, or if you fidgeted with your fingers, like, I pay attention to all of that. You can thank the military for that. Um, but yeah, I pay attention to all of that. So, I'm going to know if you're lying. Because we are not going to have our children dating just anybody. Mm-hmm. So, fellas, or I say other fathers or mothers that have boys, if your son is sagging in his pants, he's already eliminated. Just going to throw that out there. Just going to throw that out there. You're already eliminated. You can't dress accordingly, dress properly, dress like like you wanna you wanna present and uphold the black community or us as black people. You know, we always say we can never overcome, but we the ones that's holding ourselves back. You know, but we don't want to talk about that. So, yes, fathers, if you're in your child's life, educate your sons, right? And educate your daughters. Educate them to dress properly and don't 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 dress them in a way don't dress your daughters in a way that have little boys wanting what's under their dress or trying to see what's under their dress for that matter. Please believe I will rock that orange suit for my children. And I wouldn't not feel too bad about it. I'd be like, I don't need no bail money. Young man or girl touch my son inappropriately. Because women do it to boys too. Just want to put that out there as well. So, now that we have that understanding, let's talk about Space Jam 2. The trailer has been released. What are your thoughts? <laughs> and Steven, you better be respectful. <laughs> See, this is why, this is why black people can never come together. <laughs> we so fixated on this um, Jordan, Jordan the greatest ever do it do what I thought no I told you it ain't even that it's I, just some movies that I don't feel that should have been rebooted even made into sequels like Space Jam is it was it's a classic now if you decide to go that route I can't I can't hate on it but me personally and we agree to disagree I'm not into movies like that. Now, when I sit up there and you be like, well, you, you looked at Kong versus Godzilla, they had plenty of reboots. No. They have battles. And they and they fought each other for for years. So each each movie is a different movie from the last one. So eh. It's too in your face. But <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't like it's some movies that should should have been shouldn't be remade. And some came out on top, like Coming to America too. Coming to America, I enjoyed that movie. I really did. You know, there were some elements missing. I wanted to see some soul glow, but hey, I got over it. Um, but you want to see some soul glow? Yeah, the Jerry Curges. Who who still rocking soul glow thirty years? Hey, later? that's that's what I wanted to know. That's what I wanted to know. I, I'll give you an answer. Nobody, Stephen. Now, at my job, trust me, it's about 12 or 13 of them that has not let go of the drip. 
Um, <laughs> and how old are they? Us, they in their forties. Are they? Yes. <laughs> Take a picture and send it to me. I, I, I will when I go back tomorrow. And I'll be like, follow the drip. Um, drip, drip, drip. But um, do I think it's gonna be a good movie? I mean, if you're looking at a, if I look at it from a bigger, broader picture, the movie ain't for me. It's gonna be for the younger audience. So hopefully, they, they get they get to see the same excitement that I saw, and hopefully the soundtrack is fire. Cause I'm not gonna lie, to you. that space the original Space Jam soundtrack. Oh man, that soundtrack was on fire. Like it was not like one song on there that you did not like on this Space Jam soundtrack. Now hopefully the soundtrack be a bang on this one too. But I've learned to mature, Mister Coleman, that some things ain't for me, and I can give it to others that to let it be. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm excited to see. That. I did like the trailer. Um. You know, watching a lot of movies and TV shows and stuff like that on Netflix or movies that that are faith-based. Some movies are hard to watch, right? Uh, because of the bad acting. Like, I understand that it's, it's trying to push the point of being it being faith-based and believing in God and trusting in God through this situation and that situation, but the acting can be so much better. Like, I've watched some movies that were faith-based, and I'm like, hmm... I could do better in that role. Because if you give me a role, I'm going to get into that character. And I'm going to play that character down to the T. Like, um, example, um, at my church, we we did a skit to where um, I was um, like a, a Muslim. But I was a, a like one of the Muslims that, like, yeah, brother, got these bean pies, brother. You know what I'm saying, brother? You know, I was I was that. You know, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us, brother. You know what I'm saying, brother? It was stupid. <laughs> so, but I actually had to get into that role, like, you know, getting get into that that role to to be that pro black, powerful black man that's Muslim that's selling these bean pies with the bow tie. Got got to get in the character. Some of these movies, you're like, eh. But I'm excited about Space Jam. I just hope the acting is as good. As it was in the first one, but so, you, but but just to let you know, you are a great actor because you've been acting like a donkey towards me for almost twenty years. <laughs> and this might this might be his last show, y'all. <laughs> this might be his last show. Uh, no, he, he ain't lying. I have been a jerk towards him because, and blame my mother, right? <laughs> we we gonna, we gonna blame her. We gonna blame her because. You know, when when you're the baby boy, you know you you get all the good amenities and things like that. Until I was bringing him over to the house, and I had to share my food with him. I mean, not off my plate, but I had to share my food in the house. And I'm like, he had all the house he can go to. So I snatched everything I could, and that's why he'll never beat me in basketball because I had to take it out some way. Yeah, one way or another. Yep, but it's fine. It's you fine. Know, you know. Twenty years later, we still here. <laughs> so, I think it's gonna be a good movie. Um, comes out in, I believe, in July. So, just gotta wait and see. Um, Addison Ray controversy. 
Jimmy Fallon gives credit for dance. I'm going to let Steven handle this. Okay, so for some of y'all don't know, uh, Addison Ray came on Jimmy Fallon last week, and um, he, he uh, she did some TikTok viral dances. And a lot of those dances she did, right then and there, she didn't give credit to the creators. So, <clears throat> so it made a huge backlash. Like, a lot of people were saying, hey, Give these people credit where they need to, you know, give these people credit where it's due. Because you didn't create the dance, but you up there saying that you created, you seem like you created the dance. Then Addison, Addison Ray came back saying, hey, I know I didn't create the dances, you know, and I give credit to them in my, in my, uh, in my post and everything. But, and you were saying things like, well, the show was running short, so I couldn't just give them all credit for each of the dances. This, the the moment it took to give the folk credit for the dances, Jimmy Fallon did the same thing. You could have went over on this show, and the guy would have been like, okay, so these are the folk who created the dances. So you in a nutshell just doing what they created. And that would have solved the problem. But a lot of people gave a lot of uh, backlash towards that, and the situation that was going on is – equal treatment for certain people. And a lot of people feel like that wasn't equally treated. But knowing your boy Jimmy Fallon, he doesn't like to make things wrong with his fans and with his audience. So that following that following uh, episode, he had the creators of the dances that she was doing on there, and they did them. And I have to give big props to him because he, he really did, you know, he he really he's really big on making amends. If he made a mistake, he's really big on making amends, and I appreciate that. Cause now the people who created these dances have a platform, and they can be recognized by you know other artists or other dancers who would actually like to work with them. So, all in a nutshell, it, it it's about giving credit where credit is due, and when you do it the right way it flows naturally for everybody else, you know? Yeah, you know, they don't ever want to give us our credit. They don't want to give Louis Latimer his credit. In case, and this is your Black History moment, Louis Latimer created the filament for a long-lasting light bulb. But who gets most of the credit? Thomas Edison, right? Ain't that something? But you know why, though, right? Oh, because, you know, they don't want to see us. They don't want to see us, but then they made it impossible for us to even get patents for it. So yeah. Edison stole his patent and made millions of dollars off of it. Yeah. But, hey, I don't know. We don't know nothing. Right. But, again, that's what I say black history is American history, which that's not being taught in schools. Only just the basic stuff. Yep. And trying to limit us to the shortest month of the year. Yep. That ain't how that work, bruh. Sis. Ma'am, sir. <sighs> so, I we're gonna be brief on this one. Nike wins um, against Lil Nas X Satan shoes. Yeah, I'll be quick with this one. Um, if you have not seen, I talked about it last week. Uh, Lil Nas X video Montero. Um, I'm not gonna lie, the color pattern of the scheme of the shoes is cool. He had a scripture, uh, Luke ten thirty eight on there, and it probably had a drop of human blood in it along with some ink. 
Nike was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to sell those shoes. We're going to stop you right now. And they won against him selling those shoes. He's supposed to sell 666 pair. And because that, because that mass production, Nike was like, nah, that's going to be affiliated with us, and we don't want to be affiliated with that. So for everybody out there, there's nothing wrong with being a little quirky, a little weird. But don't sit up there and create something that you know that's going to give you a backlash. I mean, Lil Nas X, you should have just made, you, made your own shoes through your own shoe company and charge like that, you know? But, hey, what do I know? I'm just a peon. No, you said he used, he put Luke 1038. Uh, let me double check because that's what I think it was. So, because I'm just like, But this is what, as parents, not me and Stephen's household, but as parents, we allow my children to listen to this. And it's teaching them in more ways than none. So, we as parents, I mean, I know we can't protect our children from everything. But there are a lot of things we can't protect our children from if we pay more attention to what's going on. So, while Stephen is looking up this scripture for these satanic shoes, um, we're going to move on to this Prince Harry and Meghan. They have a Netflix series coming out called Heart of Invictus. Yes. Oh, and that scripture is Luke 10 and 18. I'm sorry. Luke 10 and 18. Okay. Before we talk about that, let's go to Luke 10 and 18. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the Bible says that, yes, he told them, I saw Satan falling from fall from heaven like lightning. Basically, Jesus was talking because he did a lot of talking. Um, these, this was a time where I'm, and I'm trying to paraphrase it, try to shorten it up. The, um, this is when the 72 disciples were with Jesus, came back to give him a report that, you know, you know, they were joyful and happy because the, these, uh, these demons obeyed us when we said his name. And they was and Jesus was saying, Yes, Jesus was talking. Saying I saw Satan fall far from heaven like lightning. And we all know how fast lightning is. That's how fast Satan fell. So there's always this whole thing when you know when people try to quote scripture, you have to kind of go back and read a, a couple of scriptures before and maybe a couple of scriptures after to see what's going on before we just give this examination on oh what does this mean like it kills me I don't want to might ruffle some feathers with this one but it kills me how the Bible talks about you know well no not the Bible people talk about how women are supposed to be preaching and doing this and that but let's remember who were the first ones to really preach the gospel because who were the first ones to go to the tomb mighty quiet you want to know why because it was the women 
So they were the first ones to bring the gospel to the disciples. Also, if you read Luke 2, it talks about Anna being a prophet. A prophet. Prophet doesn't mean, oh, I'm a prophesy. Because there's a lot of prophet lying going on. But we don't want to talk about that either. I'm going to stop because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. All right. So, yeah. Prince Harry and Meghan. I just like saying it because I sound like I'm saying Harry Potter. It is that. <laughs> and Megan have a Netflix series called Heart of Invictus. Tell us about it. All right. Yeah, as y'all know, uh, Prince Harry and Megan decided to lead the Royals, which to me was a good move. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not really a big fan of interracial relationships, but this one here was it's kind of cool because Megan said she didn't feel it. She didn't like how the Royals was treating her. And Prince Harry was like, I'm be behind my wife. And I really, Prince Harry, you have my official invite to the cookout along with other people. I'll give you a slab of ribs and some mashed potatoes. Um, you might talk about that because since summertime is coming up, you need to talk about who's going to be invited to the barbecue. People that are not black. I got some names. We'll, we can get to that next week. Yeah, next all week. Right, I got right. some names. I'm, I'm going to say, no, no. Yeah, Prince Harry is invited. <laughs> Prince Harry is invited. Okay, all right. Fact, he can he, he, he pay for the ribs. Now I'm playing. <laughs> but um, they left, and uh, they've been doing their own ventures. But also, it was smart on Harry's part because his mother, Princess Diana, did leave him some money so he doesn't feel totally broke. But And, you know, rest priest, uh, Princess Diana. Because she knew what was going on, too. So she set everything up and made things fall into motion, which is great. Um, There's also uh, the also TV show series called The Crown that kind of depicts um, Princess Diana's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're doing, a, they're doing a show called Heart of Invictus. It's a docuseries about the Invictus Festival. It's like a movie festival going on in... Uh, Britain and other parts of the country and it's just going to follow them and talk to them but still Netflix is giving them a chunk of money to do it and they literally just to me I feel like you know they the royals and said all this stuff and the tabloids and said all this stuff and them creating their own show and still making their own path besides being from apart from the royal family is like socking them in the eye like we really don't need your royalty we really don't need this we're going to make it on our own bing bing and game old two piece sandwich and, you know, it's still a lot of, I'm going to say bad blood, but it's still tension there or whatever. But I'm glad to see that despite what the royal family is doing to them, they still making moves. All right. So, North Carolina. Raise up, take your shirt off, swing around your head like a helicopter. Lawmakers <laughs> are considering changing the consent once the act has begun. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, what what's, what's going on in, in, in North Carolina is that, you know, once the sexual act has begun, um, they can no longer say that it's rape. Basically, that's basically what it's saying. Like, once the foreign object is inserted, I'm trying to keep it PG as possible, is inserted, th there's no... Rape, which, and I told my wife about it yesterday, and she's kind of on the fence because, which I kind of agree because what if we have a Deshaun Watson incident, right? Mm-hmm. 
They but said yes, but they didn't say it, no. It's a, it's a, this is one of these gray areas that, okay, what if it's, you know, he's actually being raped. You know, it's, it's a gray area that has to be discussed. We have to have real conversation about it. But, you know, one of the best things we can do as parents is always protect our children at all costs, right? So that way they're not put in this situation to where they're, excuse me, doing something they have no business doing. I, I feel you on that, but I have to disagree to an extent. Okay. Here's the thing. Respect. If you are in the middle of something and that person decides to back out, back out. Don't need to be like, baby, please. Ooh, it was getting good. No. Uh. No. If the man decides to say, hey, I don't want to do this no more, fine. If the woman decides to say, hey, I don't want to do this no more, fine. It's about respect. If the act begins and the person decides to change their mind, respect that. You know, if I'm sitting up there and me and this girl getting hot and heavy and she says, stop. You know what I'm going to do? Stop. If we sit up there and we three quarters of the way doing into something, and she's like, I don't want to do this no more. Okay, I'll stop. All right. Are you okay? I will come for this person to make sure that the situation is deemed respectable and consensual and okay. And see, there's nothing wrong with asking for consent and then changing consent later. I've been around a lot of females who sit up there and the reason why they even did have, you know, relations with said man was because she sit up there and bought $300 worth of dinner. So you telling me your body's worth just a $300 lobster plate? No. If you have if you have sense of dignity of yourself as a man or a woman, you will sit up there and not have the the expectancy of sex. And also knowing how to read the room to know the level of consent you can go to. Because there's people at work that I work with, they don't like being touched. But it's still I still see some of my male coworkers pat them on the back and give them hugs and they're like, I just told you, don't do that. You know, and that's that's the type of predatory behavior we need to get rid of. Laws like this does not help. This makes the country still looks more predatorial. Two teenagers getting hot and heavy in the truck. The boy is sexually active. This is the girl's first time. And she says no. And he proceeds anyway. That's rape. And then if you sit up there and y'all do do something and you regret it later, you should you should still have the dignity enough to say, you know what, yeah, it sucked, but I I keep it rolling. But if you felt like you was manipulated in any way to do something that you weren't supposed to do, call it out. But like the Deshaun Watson situation, that's a business move. That is a strictly business move because they only coming out. Because he lost his sponsors and because he has no monetary backing but through the Texas organization. So they're trying to take all their money back and or either force him to play you play that money in. You know? So it's in the end it's all about respect. I will sit up I can sit up there and hang out with any female or any person I choose to. And if something left field happens that, you know, that's non sexual or something that's something that bothers them. Hey, this bothering me. All right. Oh, this topic we're talking about makes me feel funny. All right. I'm going to respect that and keep it moving. I'm not going to just keep pushing the topic on somebody. 
when you I I just don't get how North Carolina can sit up there and say, hey, once once the act begins, there's no such thing as rape. So, all right, let me put it like this: you in North Carolina, y'all got y'all got uh, laws as well. Cousins could get married. So, say for example, one of your older cousins rapes your daughter. Once the act once the act begins, she can't say no. Because y'all passing the legislation that she couldn't say that uh, once once consent has been given, she can't take it back. But she getting hot and heavy with your cousin, and he said the size of rape. What are you gonna do then? Because you make these laws that you feel that ain't gonna affect you, and then when it affects you, you want to change it. That's all I gotta say about that. Leave that alone. Yeah. So even right, every every point you gave is valid. Is true. You know, it's, again, like I said, that's why I say it's a gray area. Like, it's so much that's really not being discussed. And so, again, it goes back to, yeah, having respect for that person. Person says no, don't, well, stop, do it. Not, no, don't stop. <laughs> that's from a movie. Anyway, um, so, you know, what's going on in North Carolina, it's a, uh, basically a crap show in that state almost worse than texas but you know we just gotta see what goes on from here all right can we talk about baylor <laughs> the bears i knew it blitzed gonzaga in route to their first championship ever This game was over with in the first half. Um, no matter what Gonzaga tried to do, they could never recover from the early lead that happened. Bada bing. So, um, ain't really much to talk about except that <laughs> Gonzaga got ran through. I picked the winner. Hey, hey, hey. Two and oh for me. First my Bucks, now my Bears. <laughs> You want to bet against me again, sir? Yeah. I bet you will never beat me in basketball. See, that's that's wrong. That's dirty. Burn. That's dirty. Yeah, you see, you, I'm talking about outside of the realm of what we got. You know, I know I'm not the best basketball player, baseball player. I'm a decent football player. I know my accolades personally, and you don't have to, like, shun them out, okay? <laughs> All I hear is the violin playing in the background. It's a small, yet powerful violin. <laughs> I know I've never been the best. I know I've never been the best at this. I'm okay at this. Yes. All right. So, Baylor won. Um, what happens with Gonzaga, with Gonzaga now? They'll probably regroup and be back probably in the Elite Eight next year or further. Just got to wait and see. Yeah, because I mean that. To get that hard-fought game they fought with that buzzer beater, and then I was like, yeah, they running out of steam. But when I do, I was looking at Beta through the whole thing, and Beta was just – they lost – no, they won more more than 10 points every game except one. So, yeah, they, they was hungry. They was hungry. They wanted it. Yeah, so <laughs> – Jalen Suggs is probably going to be the number one overall pick. 
if he decides to go into the draft. Yeah. Or he may come back for another year to be like, no, I won a championship. That would be the logical thing to do. Um, Corey Kispert, I believe he's, I think he's a junior or a senior. Drew Timmy, I believe, is a junior. Um, Ayayi. I, th- I think he's a sophomore or a junior. Like, I mean, if these players decide they want to come back for another year, they can. You know, that's their decision. Um, also, Kay Cunningham is declared for the draft. Uh, we already knew that. He'll probably be the number one overall pick, depending on who he, who picks number one. Uh, can I be honest? Yeah. I think he should wait one more year. He's not going to. He, he He's as good as advertised. I, I know, but I really believe he should wait one more year. Yeah, he, he's not waiting. I know. Um, Luca Garza wins Player of the Year. It's no surprise there. He dominated college basketball. Yeah. Um, Roy Williams is retiring. Hmm. Yep. So a little bit of a reflection. Um. I. It kind of sucked for him when he was at Kansas because he had good teams. He didn't have great teams. So, what was I say? Was he the coach when they won in '88? I don't think so. No, he wasn't. He was not the coach when they won it in '88. So, you know, get to Kansas. He had the Paul Pierce, the Rafe Lafrons, the Nick Collisons, the. Uh, uh, Xavier Henry's, like you know, he had some players, but they weren't great players. So, but when he got to North Carolina, that changed the whole narrative because he had three national championships to to his belt. Would have been four if it wasn't for Chris Jenkins hitting a three pointer at the buzzer. That was awesome. Um, so. And who's going to take his place? Chose Hubert Davis. Shout out to Hubert Davis. Coming the first black coach at North Carolina. Um, I believe he's he's going to do well there. And this is going to add to the challenges of the... Um, excuse me. It's going to be the, you know, the challenges of uh, Duke versus North Carolina. It's going to be that much more exciting. Also, Juwan Howard wins Coach of the Year. No surprise there. Yeah, that Michigan team was good. Yeah, especially from where they came from. Yeah, they was from the so from the heat to the steep, baby. So, also. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot who house I was at. So also, um, East Tennessee State coach resigns after players kneel during the national anthem all year. And they believe that he is resigning because of his players kneeled. Um, this is breaking news. Um, a young lady by the name of Ashley Felice um, has, she's the first woman to speak to the media as it pertains to the lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. Now. Why haven't anybody gone, it's only one person that's gone to the police. And then the one that gone to the police is the one that they have, you know, they have in the news now. Because she's gone to the police, they were going to release her name, right? right? So, hey, black people, white people, Hispanic people, 
Asian people, whatever color you are, do not go and try to bash this lady. Right? Like, we, we don't know how true it is. We don't know all the facts. Right now, we're just going to wait until it comes out. So white people, don't assume that Deshaun Watson is just guilty because this lady has came out. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, black people, don't go raid her Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media outlet is out there. 45 social media. Don't go raid her. Talk bad about her. Let's let it all play out. That's breaking news. Bang, bang. Um, back to East Tennessee State coach resigns because players were kneeling. He he only kneeled. I mean, he only resigned me. And I believe it has something to do with, you know, the players kneeling all year. Um, my take on that is, you know, he was in support of his players, right? So... Why would you resign? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait till it all comes out. Maybe he had a different vibe at home, but gave us a different look in the public eye. Who knows? Shaka Smart leaves UT, goes to Marquette, and Coach Beard leaves Texas Tech to go to UT. My thoughts are simply, okay, what happens next? (laughs) There's a new women's champ, the Stanford Cardinals, won their first championship since 92. Good Lord, that's a long time. Steve, I'm actually older than what I am right now. So, um, watching that game, that was a good game. Um, the difference, honestly, between that game was that the only difference to me was the fact that Stanford was just bigger at every position. And Arizona, shout out to Adia Barnes. Um, you know she she did an awesome job. She had, she had a baby during the pandemic. Um, you know that's kind of what happens when you're married. So, um, I'm gonna get to her in a minute. But watching that game, honestly, if Ari. Uh, yeah, Ari McDonald makes that jump shot. We were having a different conversation. But, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, Haley Jones wins most outstanding player uh, for the tournament. No surprise, she played. Uh, excuse me, everybody. Excuse me, I apologize for yawning. Mm. Arizona coach Adia Barnes gives a great speech for all women that can, that all women can take heed from. She just talked about, you know, I'm doing this for all black women, for all black mothers, you know. And ESPN mentioned, and for me, I didn't think they needed to mention it. But my wife was like, let ESPN do what they do. And this be the problem, ESPN. Um, ESPN mentioned that um, Adia Jones, the reason why it took her so long to come back out during halftime was because... She was pumping for her baby. I'm like, I mean, we get it, right? You know, she do. She's she's still a mother, so she has to do her motherly duties, right? But you're never gonna hear that uh, a male coach is uh, took a little longer in the in the uh, yeah. locker room because he was feeding his son or daughter with a bottle because for whatever reason, like. 
or you ain't gonna hear him say, Coach went back there so he could take a dump. Or Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. I'm 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 happy, you know. I mean no one thought Arizona was gonna get that far. So that's what's up. Um also Baylor got cheated. And karma showed her beautiful face. Bailey got cheated. That should have been the foul. It wasn't called in for Gino Ariama. Like, bruh. When LeBron said what he said, that should have been a foul. Gino comes out and says, in his arrogant ways, oh, I ain't never seen LeBron ever get back, get, get back a game that did it this and that. So, did it this and that. I said, really, dude? So, yeah, that's that. Um, Paige uh, Buckers or Buchers, however you say her last name, she won the Player of the Year for the women. So no one cares about. Um, NBA news. Uh, let's talk about these Warriors. Nah, they won the Warriors this past game. They were like, they were. They were peasants. <laughs> So, they were playing the Toronto Raptors the other night, and at one point in the game, they were down by 60 points. <laughs> 60. 6 zero. They were caught up in the Raptors of love. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my tomatoes for that? <laughs> um, not, not much to say about it, you know. Steph wasn't playing. Draymond wasn't playing. So all they had was Wiggins, and we already know what his career has been like. So that's that. Um, Russell Westbrook is on the verge of averaging another triple double. Believe, believe this will be the third or fourth year he's done, he's going to do it. Um, I'm happy for him. You know, I remember when Kevin Durant went down one of the years and. Russell Westbrook was averaging a triple-double like the first seven or eight games. I was like, if anyone has a chance to get a triple-double and average it during the season, average it for a season, it would be Westbrook. And a couple of years later, he did it, three, I believe he did it two times, three times in a row. I'd have to look it up to see. But yeah, I'm, I'm for certain that, he, I, know, I know he's done it twice, like back-to-back. But Stephen A. Smith, had uh came out and said that him doing it doesn't matter now, right? And trying to figure out like why would you say that? So Westbrook came with the clapback was like, you know, I ain't worried about what he's talking about. You know, I'ma do me. <laughs> you know, and you know it's not for him it's not based on championships. Um newsflash Westbrook, it is based on championships. Um I hope you get to a team where, you know, you could help help bridge them to get them a championship. We just got to wait and see. Um, so, yeah, moving on. DeMarcus Cousins signs with the Clippers. What are your thoughts? Get your money. Um, Cousins is making is unraveling at, at his own expense. I really believe that at one time the Rockets. Ugh, I shudder now because I saw that record and 
I really, really thought there was going to be something. They remind me of the... Who was the suckiest team in the 90s? There's quite a few of them. Like, it was teams up there in the 90s that was averaging 13 to 15 wins a game. Jesus Christ. Um, the Bucks, Because they didn't have anybody. Like, ugh. And so, when I look at that, and I'm like, Cousins, this would have been how everything fell apart. This would have been your time to shine. But, hey. They released them. I know. And I thought that was stupid. Which was dumb. Like, like they should have played Cousins and Christian Wood together. Holy. That's that's what I was thinking they were going to do. That type of presence with both of them. Cousins is still young enough to play some decent defense. Wood is fresh. You, you, you would have had the perfect two big man tandem back there. And it would have been killing it. Exactly. Everybody would have been really considering taking it to the lane. It would have been a shooting game all day. And I just But if the man can get if the man can get him a little contract with the Clippers and get him some playoff time, that's fine, man. Go make your money, man. Yeah, so I'll say this. Um I think he'll be a good fit. I actually thought he was gonna sign with LA, but they signed Drummond, which Drummond gives more of a defensive presence and he's gonna get like a hundred rebounds in two games. Or, or 100 rebounds in every game uh, under a drummer. So, just got to wait and see. Also, um, so I, I, I will be right. I was right. Uh, if Westbrook averages a triple-double this year, it'll be his fourth, fourth time averaging a triple-double. Drew Holiday signs an extension with the Bucks. Good move. And he said it was an easy decision. I don't blame him. Good move. I mean, I mean, his brothers are in Indiana, so it can all leech off of him. Good move. Good move. Um, Raptors take down the Wizards on the last second shot and the no call that should have been called. Um, Gary Trent got the ball coming down court, and he pushed off on Raul Neto. Pushed him off, got his shot up, made the shot. Like, gave him a good shot. No call was made. But any other time, you know, man. Anyway, also, last thing on the NBA news, Grant Hill is the new managing director for the USA team. And I can honestly say I'm happy for him. Like, I'm happy he got this deal. He got this, you know, Grant Hill is, he's been an upstanding citizen since I can remember. Like, he has some great parents. Calvin Hill is his dad. You don't know who Calvin Hill is? He was a former Dallas Cowboy. Go Cowboys. <laughs> um, but that was like in the late. No, nah, I'm not going to say the late. I was going to be funny. Um, so I'm happy for him. He's going to be good for USA, you know, when they put these teams together. All right. NFL news. Sam Darnold is out of New York. And... They trade him to the Panthers for nickels on the dollar. Ta-ring. And I'm like, really? That's it? Um, but he's he's in Carolina now. What happens with Teddy Bridgewater? Because both of them need, both of them really need to prove themselves. So 
We just gotta wait and see what happens. The Falcons. Excuse me. I know they're boring. I know they're boring. Falcons are horrible. So it's okay. The only good thing, never mind. I'm not gonna talk about that. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons are now open to trading the number four pick. Why? Stupid. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. Clearly. Cornerback <laughs> from the Buccaneers, Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis apologizes for an anti-aging slur. Um, didn't get a chance to look at it and see what was actually said and how, how it was offensive. Um, but, and he said that he didn't, he didn't know what it meant. Like, bruh, if you're saying stuff and you don't know what it means, don't say it. You know, so, um, another lawsuit on Deshaun Watson, as I mentioned previously, they showed the woman's name, Ashley Solis, and I really feel bad for Deshaun Watson, right? Like, I'm, you know, looking at it as, you know, what if it's not true? You know, Gotta, I feel bad for Deshaun Watson, right? Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, you know, because if it's not true, you know, are all these women going to go to jail? And by the way, this, these are also civil suits. They're not criminal suits. But, like, is he going, like, like if he's found guilty, basically on one, is he going to go to jail or his career is over. But, you know, it's not about money. They really want to destroy him because he wants to leave Houston. But here's the thing. A team is going to sign him. And when they do, and when they do, the Houston curse will live on. Because almost every person who has played for a Houston team and went elsewhere always came home with a championship. It's like Nan and Boo Boo. Same thing with the Rockets. Same thing with the Astros. Heck, if you want to go hockey, with the same thing with the Arrows. But, hey, we no longer have the Arrows. But I'm just saying. But it's a depth. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, I do feel bad for him because I really wish he'd have just stacked his paper up, got all his money up front. And now they put him in a position to where if these lawsuits went out, he literally is going to have to play game to game to pay off these lawsuits because this this is ain't a you just sit on your butt and make money type of thing. It's you got to play to pay. And if these if these twenty two allegations go through and he has, if he settles, they decide to settle. He's gonna have to play all seventeen games this season to even settle in court, which is to me, Texas is wrong for this one. You know. Y'all wait till the man loses his sponsors. And, I mean, I want y'all to look at it. The man had sponsors. And when he said he wanted to quit, the sponsors backed out and now all these allegations. Got to put all to of a sudden. And let me just say this. I didn't, we didn't put it in our, our pre-briefing. But I got to say this. Dear Molly Karen Rose. Please be quiet. Shh. Hush. Keep your mouth shut. 
So Molly Karam came out last week saying that she needs she needs an explanation on why the NFL is slow with this whole investigation and things like that. Like she needs answers. She needs an explanation. Pause. Who are you to think that you deserve an explanation? Then she come out and says, 47% of women watch the NFL. So just just like we, we support you, 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 you need to support us. The NFL need to do nothing but stay doing what it's been doing, and that's making money. Again, Molly Caramel, you are nobody that the NFL needs to owe any explanation to. And by the way, of this 40, 47% of women that's watching the NFL, how many of them are in support of Deshaun Watson? Don't worry, I'll wait. Hold on, hold on. I'll wait too. Yep, still waiting. Hold on, hold on. Like, who are you? Like, who are you? Like, I've, I've honestly literally stopped watching first take because every time I see her face, yep, change the channel. Because you, you, are, you are no one that deserves an explanation on anything. If that's the case, tell me I need an explanation on who Jalen Rose Barber is. That's what I need. See, what folks don't understand is that, that's what I need. I, I need I need to find I need to know who Jalen Rose Barber is. Actually, husband that because that's more important. Sound of cricket because we're still waiting, Molly. Who are you? Who? Who? Anybody can see. Never mind. I digress. <laughs> But yeah, Mother Karim, no. Go sit down somewhere. Now, the only thing that you said that I agree with is that they do need to put Deshaun Watson on the commissioner's exempt list. So that way he'll still get paid until the investigation is done, right? But she's saying that he shouldn't he shouldn't he shouldn't get on the field and things like that. Well it's April. Who who's on the field right now? Um, unless they're working on their craft, trying to get in shape. And you know, keep their bodies tight for the season. Who's on the field right now? Nobody, baby. Like player players that are doing these pro days so they could raise their stock up in the draft. Yeah. But like, come on. Come on. Molly. Molly. Have several seats. Matter of fact, you can grab a seat next to Governor Hot Wheels. Only difference is he can't get up. I, I shouldn't have said that. You raised better than that, sir. I was, but sir. it was too tempting to not say. <laughs> so MLB moves the All-Star game to Coors Field in Denver, Colorado after the voting laws in Georgia. You officially have. A lifetime fan, MLB. You have shown me your stance, and y'all not going to tolerate the haberdashery and hemoglobin that's going on in Georgia. I appreciate you. Yeah. The exciting thing for me about it being in Coors Field is the home run derby. Like, I might not even watch the All-Star game. Definitely watch the home run derby, though. Actually, I take that back. Depends on who's going. Aaron Judge is probably not going back. He's won it, so... I want, depending on who they send to Colorado for the All-Star game, I mean, for the Home Run Derby, is what I'll be watching. Um, 
And yes, Molly, we're still waiting on who are you. Um, so, also, trash cans were thrown on the field in the Astros versus the Angels game. Trash cans. Banging of the trash cans. And they banged one again, just now. The banging of the trash cans. 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 Bam, bam, bam. Oh, I thought she was going to have something going on. I thought, I thought about it, but I was like, no. <laughs> Who's going to have a hit? So, Governor Hot Wheels elects not to throw out the first pitch because of what happened in Georgia. So, what you're saying is you're okay. So, what you're saying is you're okay that we are... That you're just saying that you're okay with with us, you know, you're you're okay with people being suppressed from voting. So I don't know. That well, I'm not gonna say what I was going, but I was thinking. Um. But um. But yeah, Governor Hot Wheels didn't want to throw out the first pitch in the Rangers game. Oh, you want want to say something on it? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Here's the thing. We are slowly, slowly showing the colors of the old, colors of the old guard coming out, folks. A lot of stuff that used to be hidden from our eyes is coming to the light and people's actions and people's ideologies and how people carry themselves. And ultimately, the way things go are are really in in effect to, you know, systemic racism and people feeling a certain way about certain people. And it's not fair to sit up there and be like, well, I'm not going to throw the first pitch because they moved from Atlanta because of the the, uh, voting laws in Georgia. First of all, Georgia should have made themselves, should have just stayed out of that situation by first denying voters water, then denying voting times, and then denying you, you when you hear the words, this is illegal to do this now, and you're denying people something, you should be aboard for saying, hey, don't deny people a privilege. Y'all created this privilege to vote. Now everybody's using it to their best advantage, and now it's getting out of hand. Now you're worried about voter fraud. Now you're worried about all this other stuff. It it doesn't doesn't compute with me. It just shows me. The blatant racism that is there. You can say, like, no, it's not racism. The voting for Trump thing took so long. Duh, the, co- the population of the country is going to increase. So maybe, just maybe, you need to create more avenues for voting. Or better yet, go back to the old adage and open more polling stations instead of trying to minimize polling stations. Hey, what do I know? I'm Facts. a peon. I'm just a peon. Facts. Um, Texas Rangers open up their stadium to 100%. Uh, no surprise there. All I can see is a, um, a, a regress in the coronavirus. That's my take. Also, Francisco Lindor got got his money. Ten years, three hundred forty-one million dollars with the Mets. And then what was so what was so savage like? Um, Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, was like, 
I told you I'm, I'm you know, I think he said, I, I told you I want to win. Or I told you I was going to pay you. I'm like, that's a boss move. That $341 million. All right. We almost done, y'all. All right, so the Masters starts this week. Um, Are we going to watch? Probably not. Tiger's not playing. Which means, <laughs> which means Tiger's not competing. Aww. So, Aww. probably not going to watch. Who I yeah. think is going to win? It don't even matter. Tiger's not playing. <laughs> so, Sunday night, um, Shohei Otani hit the hardest home run, the exit velo, and threw the fastest pitch in the same game. I think it was 102, 103 miles per hour. Um, what? Yeah. Say that again? He hit the hardest home run, which in exit velocity, they call it exit velo. I think it was like 115, maybe. Are you kidding me? And through the fastest pitch at the time. I think it was like 102, 102 miles per hour. So do you, oh, do you know for that? Because he pitches and he bats. Okay. That's what, I, that's, what I, that's what I was trying to figure out. So you throw 102. And then hit a home run. And then hit a home run with the velocity of, do you? Ooh, that's that's powerful. Yeah, that dude got powerful. On. I don't I don't want to meet him in the dark alley, cause that that means you got legs and arm strength, man, all day. I, I can't say what I want to say, cause I want to end up like Carlton Davis. Boom. All right, final thoughts. Um, man, it's been twenty years since our high school, since we graduated from high school. What are y'all planning from your high school reunion for the 20 year? I know for our 10 year, they went to Dave and Buster's and other places I was supposed to go there, but the lady that was dating at the time, she wasn't feeling well. And so didn't want to go without her. Although I was around my classmates, but they understood. So that happened. But this 20 year though, I got that whole family coming. Yeah. What y'all planning? I'm going to do what I did five years when I was out of high school, ten years when I was out of high school, sit on my butt and call people and just say, happy school year. <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, we're supposed to be having a meeting coming up soon, so hopefully if I get the chance or opportunity, I'm going to try to go. See, you know, see some faces or whatever and things like that. So we just got to wait and see. Um, But we're going to try to do something. I mentioned like top golf or playing a friendly softball game. Oh, that's what we can do. We can play y'all in softball. Wheatley versus Barbara Jordan. Friendly game. Play at Finnegan Park. No, I'm saying that's a, that's a thought. It's a thought. That's like. What's that movie? Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, it'll be co-ed. It wouldn't just be all guys. It'd be I, I know. Not me. Now, if we had a step show. We'll murk y'all. Don't even try it. Bro. Stop. Stop. Bro. Uh, Stop. See, now I got to give, now I gotta give him my my, jag, my uh, Jaguars about that one. I'm going to say, we just got a challenge for we didn't have a step show for the 20th anniversary. Just stop. Stop. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself, all right? Boy, I now I may not know how to be. I may not be able to hoop, but I can stomp a stage still. We're talking, talking about softball, bro. I'm not talking about basketball. I'm talking about softball. And I'm talking about stepping. Stop. 
All right. <laughs> so anyway, um, of course, y'all know the music we played, we do not own the rights to it. So the song you heard, you guessed it, I Have a Dream by Derek Minor. That song goes so hard. Anyway, we're going to head out of here. I just got fussed at by my wife. Um, this your boy, Daedron. And your boy, Steven. This is the Couch Potato Podcast. And until next time, peace. Out.